0: Rise and shine, liberty loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K R I S A N N E H A L L dot com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome, everybody. JC. Howdy, howdy. We are going to dive right into a very uh, special topic, something's very dear to me. I actually put out there, JC. Uh, A an article, a couple articles about the unconstitutionality of all of these mass bans and shutdowns of government. But I put down uh, an article specifically to our pastors and to our churches, explaining uh, why the government does not have an authority to shut down the churches. And I dealt with it. I, I dealt with it not just simply from From a big biblical perspective because i did deal with the scripture about how god has told us not to forsake the assembling of each other and and that sort of thing but i also dealt with it from a legal perspective on the standing the current precedent standing that people are trying to use that say that churches can be shut down and over this kind of thing and i don't know if this is surprising to you or not jc but i got a lot of pushback i got a lot of pushback from Christians,
1: of course. No, it's not surprising. Who
0: told me, <clears throat> Chris-Ann, You obviously don't read the Bible. The Bible says we are to submit ourselves to the authority that is placed over us. We are. We. We can't uh, go against government because all government is ordained by God, and to diso and to go against what government says is to go against God Himself. And I mean, I was. I was even told that I was unchristian. I was called a heretic. I mean, the, the names, which surprisingly, got very, very ugly, from people who were claiming themselves to be Christians. Now, I can tell you, I've used some pretty harsh words, and and the, some will say Jesus did too, right? Yeah. But
1: that's what I was about to say. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But to call, I, I just want to know. That,
1: that stuff doesn't bother me.
0: I know, it doesn't bother me either, but I don't want to be biblically, biblically incorrect. Now, mm-hmm. on top of the people calling me names, right? So the article went out, we had lots of people sharing this. We had lots of people trying to convince their pastors and speak to the members of their church and say, please, please defend the liberty and the rights that God has given us. And then they got the pushback. Sure. So a lot of people like, Chrisanne, will you please help us with this? Will you please help us with this? And I said, I don't know any better person to help us with this than JC. Because yeah. you have this class on that. So yeah. I want you to help us. Teach us, JC, how to respond to these people shaking the Bible into our, in our faces. And I'll just humbly set out there... Uh, Misquoting and misapplying what the Bible actually says,
1: yeah, so some of what you said at at the beginning was true it's just not it's just not the fullness of what is said, you know it's kind of like it kind of like be saying you know it'd be kinda like saying uh uh you know, um Red Riding Hood, grandma tried to eat her, you know, and <laughs> you leave it at that, right yeah. because okay, let's finish the story. What about the rest of the story, yeah, so when you said at first, I think you said, um, you know, they will say we're supposed to submit to the authority placed over us. Right. Yeah, that that's true. The Bible does say that. But then the Bible goes on to define what that authority is. And, right. And so what is the meaning of authority? And the, and the framework right? which in, that, in, in which that authority exists. So, so, so they're the... drawing that from... Romans thirteen.
0: Thank you. That's what I was going to say. For the Bible scholars out there, we're we're talking about by Romans thirteen. So
1: Romans thirteen is you know where people draw that from. And First Peter chapter two, of course, um, is a, is a parallel verse uh, verses chapter. Um, so in that scripture, Romans thirteen. If if we just went, you know, sort of Would the this literal. Be it,
0: Jay, this one right here.
1: Yeah, yeah. So if we okay. just went from the literal, I want to go sort of from the literal uh, syntax of the Greek, you know, how, how it would read. Uh, it, it says every soul to the authorities above him, l- let him be subject. Right. So in this word authority, exousia uh, is just that is, is it? So in general authority, it's mm-hmm. translated as, as, um, authority, uh, power, liberty, mm-hmm. right. right All this mm-hmm. in the King James is translating those various ways, um, ability even. Uh, so in all of those instances, you have really the same core concept of your power to do something, right? That's what we're talking about, authority, power right. to do something. And as, as you said many times, how can you defend what you can't define?
2: Right. Exactly. Right.
1: So then, when you uh, when you look at what we're supposed to be, so when when the people run and say, "Hey, defend, defend our rights, defend our this," uh, and, and you see the pastors giving pushback because you can't defend what you can't define. So if right. you ask them to defend something and they and they don't know what it means, and they've taken just sort of a piece of the puzzle that they've been running on all this time. Oh, submit to the powers that be, he who resists the powers will resist resist the God. Right? So what is what is that authority? Right. Well it's it's delegated authority, right? The scripture. And it says that in that scripture. Um, so even the following for is there is no power but of God. Right? right. So in other words every In a theistic system, obviously the ultimate power is God, Mm -hmm. okay? So there can't be a higher power than that. Right. And in a theistic system, therefore, the the power must flow from the highest power. That is God. Therefore, every power, every power is inherently a delegated power.
0: Right. Right. Right, just and and again, because everything springs from God.
1: Correct. I mean, every every, the the any authority. If there is an absolute authority in a in a system, and we're dealing with a theistic system, therefore there's an absolute authority. It's by definition God. Okay, so then all authority has to be delegated authority. So just like just like in our in our system in the Constitution, it's delegated authority, right? So who, who is actually the authority at the top in our system? Well. It's us. Right. Okay? It's, it's we the people. Right. And remember the verse, the verse literally says, uh, let every soul be, every soul to the authorities above him, uh-huh. let him be subject. Right. Okay. Right. Th- that, by the way, w- w- we're going to go further, but we shouldn't have to go any further. <laughs> Okay, you can take actually just that piece of the verse. I put that
0: back up there so you see that.
1: Just that piece of the verse, and none of those pastors should be disagreeing with you. Mm -hmm. They should be one hundred percent agreeing with you, because if if everyone is to be subject to the uh, authorities being above, being above, Uh right, being above him, well, then okay, then how does that work in the American system? Right, the above authorities. Are us. It's we, yes. the people. Yes. And then we, the people, as the 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 ultimate authority within the system. Then we have defined mm-hmm. all of those powers and authorities, right? So the argument should end right there. But just in the biblical sense, even you see even in in the in this these verses that it's a delegated authority and it's a defined authority. So the scripture, Paul, God through Paul in the scripture, or through the writer of Romans if some say it's not Paul which of course i don't know how they say it but nevertheless so god through <laughs> paul rest. uh not only indicates that we're talking about delegated authority he also defines the authority so we go through the part that says you know if you're if you're resisting that power the powers that be ordained of god right god right. god created uh mm-hmm. in in fact let me let me stick with the literal uh the literal if we read the Greek literally, right? It says, uh, "For there is not, or mm-hmm. not, for there is authority, if not by God." Right. I mean, that's the segment where they translate the powers that be are ordained of God. So, mm-hmm. in fact, ordained is is a uh, you know when you when you translate meaning that thi- it's a dynamic mm-hmm. translation of meaning.
0: So it's like no power arrives unless it is begotten from God.
1: So what I'm trying to get at is the the word, literally, right? The word ordained, because people Literary. argue okay. over the word ordained. It's actually not there. That That's a dynamic translation okay. of, of the oh, meaning. Oh, okay, I got you.
0: It's a Somebody took the literal translation and said this would be a better word
1: no, and no, and saying this is the word that would convey what is written here. Okay. The word ordained. In other okay. words, other words, all powers come from like we could say power comes from God. Right. So it's the same thing. So people get hung up on the ordained, which literally means to mark out by the hand. Um but the literal thing is is simply saying there is no authority if not by God. That's right. it. Um and, and and of course then there's the there's the word, you get to the word uh that they would tie, you know, that then someone would tie ordained to is is the word that means having having been instituted, right? Mm-hmm. So the the word they instituted. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing: you, first off, you don't institute people, right? Right. You right. institute uh, s- systems, which I think right. in this case is just the idea of government, right? The the notion of government. We look back when. Moses is having a discussion with Jethro and he says, you can't handle all this. Divide your labor Mm -hmm. up with these people. We see this sort of representative form of government, almost a division of labor kind of thing where he places certain uh, uh, leaders, uh, judges over certain numbers of people. So then, and and then God doesn't say, hey, don't do that. Um, So then we glean, well, the idea, the notion of government was instituted by God. It's not something that, that uh, you know, God disallowed or what have you. Now, on the other hand, when we get to the place where finally the people are clamoring for a monarchy, right. God does speak up and say, whoa, that, that's, not, that's not the kind of government that's okay. Right. But he says to Samuel, look, the fact that they want now a monarchy, the fact that they want a king over them—they're right. not rejecting you, Samuel. Because remember, Samuel right. was a judge over over the number over the nation, number of people, uh-huh. right? And the king is really—you glean from the scripture—looked at by God as a rejection of God, a replacement right. of God, right? Um, anyway, I digress. But so it 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 gives you this gener- the general notion of. Um, God instituted the idea of government. It's not saying right. every like God. God placed uh, the Nazi government of Hitler. Who who would argue that? Maybe a small minority people would would argue that line. Very few people would would have the idea when this says God ordains government that that means He places every dictator, uh, every tyrannical system. Right. If you look at, uh, you may have the verse up here. I think I have. In Hosea, uh, is that the verse? Find where I have Hosea, or or, uh, maybe it's in Micah, but I think it's in Hosea eight, and uh, he talks about you've placed princes and you've placed kings, but not by me. I knew it not. Uh So that contradicts the idea where you can, because people say, well. you know, you heard sort of the similar thing when people would would criticize Obama. Well, you can't do that as a Christian because an if he's there. the president, then God God put him there. Mm-hmm. Hosea eight four says, "They have set up kings, but not by me. They have made princes, and I knew it not." Right. Mm-hmm. So clearly, God is not the one who places every individual ruler or every every form of government mm-hmm. in position. So therefore, that can't be what Romans eight is saying right Right. because if if romans 8 was saying well if obama's in office then god put him there then you you just you just created a contradiction
0: right because god can't contradict himself right
1: so if you if you are a christian right if you're a christian then you have to accept that the bible is true right to be consistent Uh, so therefore if you if you're telling me that romans 8 says whoever is in office god put him there and therefore he approves of everything they're doing then you're actually causing the Bible to contradict itself. 1 mm-hmm. Samuel 8:5 talks about when the people are clamoring for Saul. And Saul, uh, God allowed the people to place Saul as king. So right. Right. the people did that mm-hmm. and God disapproved of that. So that's at least mm-hmm. two places already where God says, you know, that's not my guy. I didn't put him there. Don't blame me. Right. So then it would be a little inconsistent to say, you have to submit to a guy that even God doesn't approve of. Right. that God says shouldn't be there in the first place. Right. Um, you know. And then we could run through several. Nebuchadnezzar, in what he was talking about, approving what a, a, a ruler or a representative is doing. He obviously didn't approve of what Nebuchadnezzar was doing. He sent Nebuchadnezzar out into the field eating, you know, the grass like like a cow uh, until he repented. So, you know, you have all the exa- those examples where. Um, no, this is not God-approved um, government.
0: So, so God didn't send um, Stalin to be a judgment of purge on the earth, and okay. so everybody has to submit to Stalin's tyrannical orders. And so
1: here, it, 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 so there's a different, there's a different element to that. Okay, there's a difference between God because al- clearly God allowed Saul. Mm-hmm. to be king. Right. And th- it was a judgment against the people. Right. That's not the same thing as saying God put that guy there. Right. Part of part of the test uh when God allows man to choose tyrannical ru- rulers, a uh, part of the test is are you going to listen to that guy or are you going to continue to yes, follow me? Yes. That's that's the that's very part of the test. So I I don't, by any stretch of the imagination, believe God placed Hitler in power, but God clearly is sovereign, and, and you couldn't do anything that he didn't, you know, uh, that he prevented you right. from doing or whatever. So right. we could say God allowed that, and if you wanted to make the argument, God allowed that uh, for the purposes of, of judgment and, and, and trial in the sense of testing then part of that's going to be, are you going to follow him or are you right. going to follow righteousness?
0: That's what you put here on, on on this page. The sovereign God of Scripture allows a nation to choose the wrong king. Yeah,
1: people, people take, you know, it's very popular to really strain that idea of the sovereignty of God today. Mm-hmm. Uh, God being sovereign is not the same thing as saying God is the puppet master. Right. Uh, God, God can sovereignly decide that he wants to let you choose. Right. He's still sorry. That doesn't make him not sovereign. He's still sovereign. Uh, you know, so anyway, that's that's the idea of, as far as who's in office, what government is, to what extent are you supposed to o- obey them. And uh, you know, clearly Hitler and that sort of thing are extreme arguments, but we bring out those extreme arguments to make the point. If in any one instance it's not the same, right? right. Then it can't be true. You have right. to be consistent. When it comes to Scripture, you can't say, well, there's a certain level. When it gets to a certain level of extreme radical, then the principle ceases to apply. You cannot treat Scripture that way. It has to be consistent. So if it's not true for the extreme example, then it can't be true for the ordinary example. So within that text, let me me get to where I was going. Okay. Uh, beyond the... Are we going you know, back
0: to Romans 13? I'll yeah. put that up for everybody. Yeah,
1: so talking about uh, resisting the powers, bringing judgment, that sort of thing. So here's where he defines he defines the authorities. He said, Rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil, right? Mm-hmm. Do that which is good, thou shalt have the praise of the same, for he is a minister of God to thee for good.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So when he says submit to authorities, what authorities are he is he talking about, is right. God talking about, is Paul writing about here? Well, he's talking about authorities that operate within the framework of what God defines their purpose to be. And that is a minister right. of good. You, you cannot take this scripture and then here is a leader and now he's an evil leader promoting evil, dictating evil, commanding evil. And now you're going to say, well, we have to submit to him because he's in that office. No, God says the authorities that he's referring to are those authorities that punish evil and promote good, not authorities that promote evil Mm -hmm. and turn against the good. So then that doesn't apply, right? Because if we read this, as the people who are attacking you say we have to read it, then when Hitler says turn in the Jews for re-education, which we know is extermination, then to take their interpretation, we would have to do that. If right. we didn't turn in Jews for extermination, we'd be sinning against God. Right. That's utter nonsense. Right. Utter nonsense. Thank
0: you. So thank you.
1: So when, when it talks about the authorities to be submitted to, mm-hmm. those what kind of authorities we're submitting to is defined in the scripture. And it's simply saying that believers need to submit to lawful authority. And no one, and in your paper, that was the whole point, yeah. of, of defining, well, what is Right. Lawful authority. What, what is, is lawful, is lawful here? So we're recommending everyone follow the law. And where that the government becomes lawless, right? just as Romans 13 defines, we can't follow them. We cannot follow in lawlessness or submit to lawlessness.
0: All right, JC. So we're not
1: the one being lawless. And then, so, so and then far, we can give a lot of examples. Yeah, so, so far,
0: them. what you've given us is scripture. And people will say that that's subject to interpretation. So this is your it's interpretation. Right I, didn't, I didn't
1: interpret anything. I read it.
0: Do you have examples? I have examples. Okay. What is your first right? Example? Because
1: in in fact, uh, if again the folks that are criti- criticizing you, if we went with their interpretation, then we sh- then we should not be able to find anyone who resisted. Right. Public officials, government, or government officials, or officials, or government as a whole,
0: or we- government laws, even.
1: We we should not be able to find any examples of that in scripture or if we do we should find uh god, clear condemnation god we, we punishing find them. god condemning yeah because
0: them. that's that i want to bring that up jc that's a really great point because right here in romans 13 it says uh and they that resist shall receive themselves damnation correct so yeah, if so that remember means that. remember right. that if that means what they say it means Then Then everybody who resists government and everybody who resists law is damned ought to receive damnation.
1: Correct. So where
0: do you want to start?
1: Uh, Let's jump forward because I just, I want to get, I want to, boom, I want to have the good example. So let's go ahead and go right there.
0: This one right here?
1: Yeah. Because you just said whoever then resists the government should receive damnation.
0: I didn't say that. The Bible said that. You read that. I
1: read that throughout the scripture.
0: right? So,
1: okay, that that ought to be straightforward, right? If it means any form of government, no matter what that government is doing, no matter what that government is saying, no matter what the law says, any law must be obeyed they say mm-hmm. because Romans 13 13 says so well he said if you
0: disobey you'll be damned and
1: if you do you'll be damned so that means Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego and Daniel should be damned right do we believe that does any christian believe that no no christian believes that so we you look at you look at uh, Daniel chapter 1 we we meet uh, we meet there Daniel as the mentor uh essentially discipling these young men by the way who are uh, who are government officials. Yes, right. These are what they call wise men and counselors in the king's court. Mm-hmm. Th- those are uh, governmental positions. Right. If you look later, we'll, we'll see what happens in this right. um, or, or after this with these same young men. But these young men are being discipled by Daniel about standing for your convictions and whatnot. So uh, the king issues... A decree right and we're talking about a monarchy. Right. So if the king right. says do something in 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 a totalitarian Absolute monarchy that's law. That's law. So when he says you're going to eat this That's law. You're going to eat it. If you don't eat it. You're breaking the law You're right. You're you're rebelling against the king's command and he is the ordained authority, right? Right, uh, but that's exactly what they did we, No, we can't eat this. We're not going to eat this because you know, God gave us our diet and we're not going to defile ourselves with the king's meat. We right. have to go with what God says. Right. So, you know, long story short, come on, anybody who's been to Sunday school knows the story. They they, they didn't do it. And they convinced the uh, captain of the eunuchs to, they said, you know, just let us eat. Let's go with God's diet and you'll see. And of course, again, as I said, if you resist the powers, then you ought to see, receive damnation. That's not what happened. At the right. end of this time... Where they refused to follow the king's directive and went with what God told them to do, um, the Bible says they were they they, they were shown to be wiser, yes. uh, healthier, healthier. How they look, they mm-hmm. they look healthier than anybody else in the king's court. So that doesn't sound like God damning them. That sounds like uh, that sounds like God blessing them.
0: Right, exactly for, for
1: their resistance. They
0: were blessed with health. They were blessed with. Physical wisdom. Wis- uh, wisdom, wisdom, and yeah.
1: So and then the same thing. And they
0: also got a promotion, they, didn't that's,
1: they? That's true. They actually got a, a promotion.
0: They got a job promotion. Yeah.
1: So they were blessed politically.
0: Are we going to the next? Yeah. Two yeah.
1: Ago? So same, same guys. Here's more. Here's even more direct, right? Because mm-hmm. they could say, "Oh, well, that was just diet," because that's what people try to do. That's in the conversations yeah. I get, and they, they say,
0: equivocate.
1: Well, I can understand if it's abortion and and you know that sort of thing, mm-hmm. right? They are they they have their little pet issues. Mm-hmm. Well this wasn't abortion this it was wasn't a, murder it yes. was it was it was food, food. Yep. it was a diet food <laughs> yeah. right so so there's no there's no legitimacy in well we have to raise this to another level if it gets to the level of abortion and whatever other extreme right. thing you can think of or they're going to shut the church down tell me I can't preach or whatever Okay, then then yeah, that. But you see the inconsistency. Right. Okay, there was no inconsistency in these young men. They didn't say, well, this is just food. It hasn't risen to the level of abortion. So I, right. I can't resist when it's just food. Right. Because that's really not a, a biblical that's issue. That's
0: not a
2: big deal.
1: That's not a thing. Yeah. Right?
0: But they did resist. They were healthier, they were wiser, and they got a promotion.
1: And then, uh, you know, we see a clear example where... Nebuchadnezzar, you know, builds a statue to himself and everybody's Mm -hmm. supposed to worship the statue. And then and when you read the scripture in Daniel, uh, I think it's three, not six. I don't have that slide correctly. But when you read the scripture there, it talks about him calling uh, all of the the king's court, right? Mm -hmm. He basically lists this gathering is not described as some sort. I don't know if that's right or not. You don't have to.
0: Oh, okay. um, (laughs) I was just trying to help.
1: But it may be. Uh, But. You 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 don't see this described as some big national gathering. Sometimes I've right. heard it taught that way. No, right. it actually enumerates who he says gathered and yeah. what they are are public officials. Right. Th- these are all Politicians so what he was court.
0: doing was pulling together the members of his court yes, and telling the, the members of government, "You must bow to me yep. and show your allegiance to me."
1: Yeah, not and and they saw that as a form of idolatry. I'm not going to worship. I'm not going to bow yeah. in worship to a right. to a man. In this right. case, a statue dedicated to a man. Right. And so they refused, and this was. This went through the. This actually went through the legislative, mm-hmm. you know, process. He issues a decree or executive order, if you will, uh, and and they said no, we're not going to do it. And you know, this is the this is the famous. what's
0: exactly an executive order. This is I'm the sorry.
1: famous story of of the Here. fiery furnace, right? Yeah. Uh, so they said no, we're we're not going to bow. We're not going to do this. He calls them up and demands an answer, and they said, hey, you know, we're happy to give you an answer. Uh, if, if you know if God didn't want you to throw us in the fire you couldn't do that anyway I right. mean, so they stood there with boldness to as as far as you know the natural world the the most powerful man on the planet and told him to his face if God doesn't want you to do this right you couldn't throw us in the fire anyway but and I love this part but know this O king even if he does not deliver us from the fire we still won't bow right, right. we may burn right, right, but we right. will not bow and then again I mean come on, Who's gonna argue that's not a re- resisting an ordained authority?
0: And it's not it's not abortion, it's not murder. it's no. just it's just just bow for three seconds the, it'll be the, over right along.
1: it's not the big of a deal.
0: You know JC, I love Daniel's story because he is I mean you you walk him through his life. And he is such a man of principle, mm-hmm. right? From the time he was a young man, refusing to to eat the king's diet, refusing uh, training of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to refuse to bow. This Daniel's life is a testimony, by the way, of of all of the 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 principles that we're trying to teach here mm-hmm. that show that Romans 13 does not teach about a slavish submission to authority. Right.
1: So, you know, you could go on and on. Um, we have the example of, of uh, that, you know, almost everybody knows.
0: Nope, the next one. Uh,
1: Daniel in the lion's den. Right? And mm-hmm. this, again, now this is this is the one I this was This is my favorite one. This is one one I was went through the legislative process, right? This mm-hmm. is something the of course, now, now this is an interesting thing that when you look, I think this is Daniel chapter 6. And you discover everybody knows, everybody in the church knows Daniel as Daniel the prophet. But it's, it's astounding to me how many people I say Daniel the politician and they look at me like I'm crazy. But right. you go to Daniel chapter 6, the very first verse, it talks about the the uh, kingdom being divided into 120 provinces. And then there was a three-man council of presidents uh, mm-hmm. over those governors and chief among those presidents was Daniel. Daniel was right. the highest ranking politician in the land, second only to the king. Right. And many of the legislators were jealous of Daniel's faith and they they and
0: the authority that he held with the king.
1: And they conspired. Yeah, the king liked Daniel. And so they conspired to come up with this law to to entrap Daniel because of his faith. And the king issued this law. You're not gonna you know, you don't pray to anybody except pray for the king for thirty days. Goes through the legislative process, the king signs it into law. Because this is that's the whole uh, the whole let me highlight, debate with the king because Let me highlight of the, something the law of the Medes and Persians, when he finds out that Daniel was entrapped by it, the king's upset that he can't even overturn it because it went through it went through the legal
0: process. I can't do anything about this. Now this wasn't a permanent law. This was only a law for 30 days. That is, that's true. It's that's only true. a law for 30 days. So I've the never argument that point out, but you're right. the argument, well, it was just for 30 days. It wasn't permanent. Daniel should have just gone along with the law. It was only temporary. Yeah, that
2: would fit I the mean, quarantine argument.
0: Exactly. It <laughs> fits the whole argument of, well, we're only shutting down the church temporarily. You know, you can go online. Yeah. Obviously, Daniel could pray behind closed doors and nobody would have known. You know, he could have just done that for thirty days.
1: I okay. Now, I want to be clear. I'm. I am not. It is not my position of telling anybody uh, not to have your services online. If if you if you right if, if you see that as ecclesia, if you see that as assembling, mm-hmm. right? It, it, this is the new technological assembling. Whatever. That's fine. I I have no problem with that. It's it's the other way around. What you're telling me, I can't do. I'm not telling you what. Or the you
0: government can. forcing me yeah. to do
1: that. So, uh, so that's I'm not uh, I'm not sort of anti church online. Whatever. No, do absolutely thing. not. Um, I'm not anybody else's pastor, but. So the point is I I think you make a I think you make a valid point. So it's a temporary this was a temporary order in, right. in a similar fashion.
0: And put this put this one back up there, JC, because the next point is the PowerPoint. PowerPoint. Yeah, there you go. The next thing I wanna say is the scripture says now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed.
1: Yeah, no, it was triggered He
0: actually waited until right. it was yeah. signed into this, law to make his public display.
1: This was a triggered I hate to use that word, triggered protest, right? He so yeah. he he acted in response because
0: some to people that. say, "Well, Daniel was just doing what he always did, and he got caught doing what he always he, did." He was and- doing
1: what he always did, but he took this occasion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, this this was, in a sense, his worship was also a form of political protest. Yes, because as as you point out, the scripture makes it very clear. Now, when Daniel knew. That the writing was signed. It was okay. It's on. Mm-hmm. Let, yeah. Let's do it. Here we go. And and he prayed. So he made it known. And again,
2: yeah.
1: Again, uh, you know, we know the story. He's thrown in the lion's den, and and uh, the king is freaking out and all that. And it's and it's funny when the king comes to check on him, and Daniel answers, as you see there on the screen. He says, "My God hath sent His angel and has shut the lion's mouth, that they have not hurt me." And I think this is amazing what he said, what he reveals here.
0: This, that's why this is my favorite story for this, this particular lesson. This is my favorite one.
1: He gives the reason uh, why God shut the lion's mouth and then what apparently the message God sent through his messenger, which is what angel means. Uh, he says, for as much as before him, that is before God, innocency was found in me. And remember, he's speaking to the king. And also before thee, O king, have I done no hurt? Now, I think that's monumental. It is because monumental. Because we, we have to agree uh, that this was, this was a law, right? Right. As far as having gone through the legal process, this was a valid law. From, from that standpoint
0: and you can't even argue that it was just simply a decree from the king because no, it started was not. in the legislature
1: it was not it was it, it so, started
0: in the legislature
1: so in so from that sense from the, from the natural right from the point of view of man we would have to call this the law of the land there's right. no question right but yet look at look at what God transmits to Daniel God doesn't classify this as a law at all in fact right. he says Daniel you didn't break any law uh, against me right. God And you didn't violate anything. You haven't broken the law as far as your relationship with the king. So apparently there are some laws that God sees as no law at
2: all. Right.
1: So while it was valid uh, from a legislative standpoint, Mm -hmm. it was not valid uh, in principle. Right. And so therefore, you know, you get confirmation from God that this was a legitimate resistance to authority by Daniel because again right. go back going back to excuse me going back to uh, what we saw in Romans 13 that you pointed out you know resist you resist the powers that be and uh, you bring damnation upon Powerful. yourself. Well, Daniel resisted right Daniel resisted the powers that be right. right So what is the only obvious conclusion there? the powers that be referred to in Romans 13 cannot be, The same as what Daniel resisted. And we have to say, well, why is that? What differentiates that king against kings that Romans 13 would be referring to? And I think the answer is there in Romans 13 where it defines those powers. Here's your purpose. Here's your function. You're a minister of God to the people for good.
0: Right. You are not a terror. You are God. Are for good works, you're not for evil.
1: So, that which God commands, the principles that line up with the principles of God must be good, right? Right. And when we talk about natural law, okay, upon which our republic and the principles of our republic are founded, and you and I both believe that natural law flows from uh, the idea that we're created in the image of God, right? Right. So, natural law and the principles of natural law are good. Right. So, to go against those principles Mm -hmm. would, would be Stepping outside of your function as a, as excusia. Right. Uh, in that you're not authorized to do this. You're not authorized by God in principle, nor are you authorized as a delegated authority receiving your power from the people to do what you're doing. Right. So you have a, you have double instances of reasons why the authorities cannot and should not be followed according to Romans 13, and that's clearly what differentiates uh, that excusia, the so-called higher powers, of delegated authority mm-hmm. in Daniel chapter number six, uh, and what we find here. Right. So right. that's the whole point. If you if you don't understand that as a pastor, if you don't understand that as a believer, you're not going to be able, you're not going to be able to defend. Your faith, you're not going to be able to defend your liberty, and you're not going to be able to stand consistently according to the word of God. You're you're going to be all over the map, having to make your own determination of well, has it reached the level of intensity? Has it reached this you know this very uh, limited area where which we allow ourselves uh, uh, to to resist. So you are going to be completely inconsistent. And right. I think that's what we see with people talking about. So so when we when we run into you know folks uh, that have been resistors, let's say. Right? If we're consistent, then we would have if we're consistent by what those the cr- critics are saying those Ro- who were Romans condemning Romans 13 for- means you you got to submit to the law and if you don't then you're evil, you're a heretic. So then, every person you see on this screen right now would have to be considered an heri- an, a heretic. So name them for the people evil, who are just listening. An evil doer, right? Martin Luther King Jr., George Washington, Harriet Tubman, uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, Rosa Parks. Uh, all these the dissidents in China and Asia. These mm-hmm. Chinese pastors, right? Because if it's the you're in China, and this is where the exceptions are made. Mm-hmm. This is where the inconsistency comes in. Right. Okay because they decide to make an American gospel and a Chinese gospel. Right. Right? There's an American church and a Chinese church. No, guys, there's only one church. So if it's true in China, then it has to be true in America. So they would these folks would look at China. And when China says it's illegal to worship, it's illegal to have a Bible, it's illegal to have more than one uh, you know, to have a, a female child, you know, blah blah blah. You have to, you have to kill the child. This right. and that. All those are laws. All mm-hmm. those are valid laws. It's illegal to have a Legislatively valid mm-hmm. laws within their system. Right. But they are invalid according to principle. They are invalid according to natural law and 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 the the, the principles uh, of of the of the scripture
0: of natural rights.
1: So, how then? how then can we be consistent and by the way on uh, conversely that would make uh dictators like hitler like fidel castro uh pol pot uh mussolini, mussolini yeah. stalin mao th- that would make all these Sheikh guys Rivera. yeah you know good right these are the good guys
0: cuz they were picked by god
1: right because the powers that be ordained of god And, you know, we are not supposed to go against the law. Every one of these people made laws. And by the way.
0: And then murdered people for not obeying their laws. Let let me remind. They damned them.
1: Let me remind (laughs) the audience. Hitler did not conquer Germany. Hitler was appointed Mm -hmm. through a valid political process. Right. Okay. He was appointed as chancellor. Uh, So you can't say well if it you know some i mean you try to make some argument well the guy's a tyrant who took over the country um no these these guys were many of them right were elected or appointed by the people or you know some faction or whatever obviously you know somebody like castro overthrew the government took place but then what about they set up the government and then all the everything after that they were laws made within their system mm-hmm. so if you're going to make that argument then you have to you have to then go back to some point at a particular point of some country's history and say this is where it became illegitimate so if you resist it after this point in time then you're okay if you resist before that point in time so then it becomes completely arbitrary and inconsistent so I believe if you interpret the scripture consistently in what what we just showed you from the scripture right and and with the examples and here the here's the thing it's not a matter of Oh, JC took, took Romans 13 and then he made it say what he, what he wants. No, I said, this is, this is what it, what it, this is what I believe it says, what I believe it shows. And then I showed you examples that would be consistent with what I said. Right. Those examples that we give from the scripture are inconsistent with this notion of, well, you can't go against the law. If it's a law, you gotta, you have to do it. You've just destroyed the scripture. You've right. just made Daniel a heathen, who's, who's worthy of damnation. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, uh, the Hebrew midwives in Exodus. Right. Uh, Moses. I mean, we could we could go on and on and on. Not to can mention we, not to mention all the martyrs, uh, you know, throughout church history. The apostles in Acts chapter
0: five. I want to talk about that because that's important to me as well. We have a few minutes. Can do you? Mind yeah, just yeah, dipping no into problem. That all right. I don't well, want. I don't
1: mean. I don't want to. You know.
0: You want to belabor it. Fire, but it's fire just, hose
1: everybody. But I yeah. hope you guys, I hope you're following this. And I understand not everybody is a Christian listening to us. But, you know, I, I think I think you're right. This needed to be answered. Yeah. Um, because, you know, well, it ought to be obvious now. But, you know, so what, what we're, I believe what we're arguing is consistency. Right. Okay. Uh, if you start name calling, you're a heretic, this and that. Uh, that's great, whatever. But you haven't proven anything. Take the scripture. If, if you're if you're Mr. Authority and you know what you know, we're wrong and you're right because of the Bible, then bring your Bible. Bring the verses. Show us. I just showed you the scripture. I showed you Romans thirteen, and then I showed you the rest of the Bible uh, that that relates to those principles, and showed you how within my interpretation, as you say, it lines up. In your interpretation, those those who are criticizing and saying we have to slavishly submit no matter whatever the government says, your interpretation makes the Bible inconsistent. You're doing damage to the scripture.
0: Well, what's interesting, JC, is it's not only Christians that, that go on the attack either. There are a lot of non-Christians who know the Bible or at least know what... You know these kinds of biblical arguments and they'll be non-believers and say well doesn't your bible say this and doesn't your bible say that and you need to be able as you know whenever you have a position a principled position you have to be in a place where you can defend that position where you can you know it's the whole whole principle of apologetics and if you find yourself, uh, as a Christian, the Bible says you're always to have an answer. If you find yourself without an answer, then you've actually given a foothold to the enemy uh, to have confidence to attack others. And we need to shut these down right away.
2: Right.
1: Awesome. So, uh, yeah, Acts chapter 5, just, just quickly. Put it up, yep. Uh, the, the story in Acts chapter 5 is uh, the story of the apostles. Preaching the gospel in Jerusalem, and essentially are commanded to stop preaching and uh, and thrown in jail. Right. right. The the council, the Sanhedrin, which is which is you know like the executive branch or uh, the county the, commissioner. The, the, well, <laughs> no, it's more than that. It's, yeah. I mean, it's like the Congress and the Supreme Court of this
2: all in autonomous
1: one. area all, all rolled into once. So they have uh, legislative authority, and then they have. Uh, judicial authority, and, e- and even mm-hmm. up into cases of capital punishment, they have you know, enforcement authority uh, in that regard. So you're talking about the, the, lo- the, the, the highest government authorities, right? It, the, the, the thing in this case was you had what amounted to religious authorities and government authorities in the same body, uh, but nevertheless, you, they received a command and a, a cease and desist order From the local authorities, stop preaching this, right? So you were commanded by the authorities to cease and desist. And uh, thrown in prison, and the Bible says, verse 19 of Acts chapter 5, the angel of the Lord by night opened the prison doors, brought them forth and said, go stand and speak in the temple to the people all the words of this life. So in other words, the very thing that they were arrested for Mm -hmm. and told by the government to stop doing God sent an angel, broke them out of jail, and said, hey, you know that thing you were arrested for and were told by the government to stop? I want you to go do that. Yeah. And, and In fact, go back to the same place you were doing it and do it again. Right. Uh, so, I mean, you, you can't get much more contradictory to, hey, you got to submit to what the authorities say. I mean, come on. Uh, this, is, this is God enacting a jailbreak. I mean, he right. sends an angel to actually break his apostles out of jail. Uh, so... Boy, I think that would really upset the religious crowd of the day. Like yeah. we, we, we get arrested, you know, for uh, not following this unconstitutional, lawless, unlawful directives. And then we start breaking each other out of jail. Uh, yeah, that would really set them off. But we have precedent.
2: Acts yes. chapter 5, yes. verse 19, we have
1: precedent <laughs> for jailbreaks even. Um, and, and, of course, they're caught again and brought before the council. And they said, didn't we command you? Uh, not to teach in this name, meaning Jesus. Stop spreading the gospel. Stop preaching your doctrine. Uh, you're turning the world upside down. In Acts chapter five, verse twenty-nine, which is kind of our, uh, you know, motto, I guess. We ought to obey God rather than mm-hmm. men. And
0: so we're not careful to answer you. That, that's,
1: that was yeah. That was the three Hebrew. Voice. Oh, that was the three
0: Hebrew voices. <laughs> same
1: same kind of. I mean, same scenario. I mean, it's really the same scenario. Here. You're you're drawn before. The government authorities and Mm -hmm. why are you not obeying us? Essentially, well, the thing is, there's a higher authority. What they're saying is, there's a higher authority. There are principles that come from a higher authority. I have one last question. That to go.
0: I have one last question for you before we go, JC. Render under Caesar. What is Caesar's? Yeah. And if the law is comes by Caesar, why aren't we to render our obedience to the law?
1: No, I think that's great because I I think that. Excuse me. That coincides. with that, the same phrase we just saw in Acts chapter 5, right? I think this is a parallel, this is a parallel idea. We ought to obey God rather than men. So you have that, that same dichotomy, God and man, right? right? Caesar and God. So you have that same dichotomy and Jesus says, uh, render unto Caesar, what is Caesar? So in other words, he implies there's some dominion for Caesar. There are right. things that Caesar owns. In, in, in that right. sense, that he has, I don't want to say ownership in the sense of property, but in the sense of uh, you have purview over this. Caesar right. has his sphere of dominion, Authority. right? And, mm-hmm. But then God has his. So in other words, there are some things that belong to Caesar and there are some things that don't belong to Caesar that belong to God. And Jesus uh, highlights this in the way that he answers their question with his question. When he take you know takes the coin and he says preceding this whose face who's on the coin whose, whose image, image is on the coin and mm-hmm. they say caesar's he goes okay then give caesar essentially then you give caesar's caesar what is his right so that give him thing, what
0: his image is on yeah so mm-hmm. that
1: thing there's his image stamped on that but it's interesting that the parallel to that we find we find in the very first chapter of, of the bible in genesis we're created in the image, image of god mm-hmm. so I don't have I don't have Caesar's image stamped on me. Right, right. I'm made in the image of God, so I don't. I'm not Caesar's. I don't belong to Caesar. So mm-hmm. I'm not. I don't. My family doesn't belong to Caesar. My children don't belong to Caesar. I, there are things when you say render under Caesar. What is Caesar's? There are some things that don't belong to Caesar. My liberty doesn't come from Caesar. It doesn't belong to Caesar. So, my life so he, doesn't
0: belong to Caesar. He can't
1: call my liberty to himself. He right. can't. You know, not like some poker game. I call. You you can't. You can't call my chips in. They don't belong to you. So uh, I, I think that's what we see there, uh, what Jesus is talking about. Because then what do you do when he says, people like to focus on render unto Caesar what is Caesar's. Okay, great. Why are you not dealing with render unto God what is God's? You, right. act like, you act like everything is Caesar's <laughs> yeah, by right. taking that one phrase in isolation. Right. What, do you fi- what do you define as belonging to God? Mm-hmm. Tell me, what, what is Caesar's? Right. So are these people suggesting that particularly in the American uh, system, I mean, are they clamoring for totalitarian rule or are they suggesting that that's the kind of system we have? Because I don't understand how you can how you can say that uh, in the American Constitutional Republic. Again, the authority above in the sense of this political system is we the people. Right. That's how our system is built. Right. We are the authority above. Right. And so we, through our representatives, sat down and laid out our rule book. Right. And we said, here, government, here's what you can do, here's what you can't do. We did that at the federal level, we do that at the right. state level, we do that at the municipal level. And so the things that you pointed out in your article was right. okay, here's where, when we laid it, when we, the authorities, laid out the framework for our representatives. We didn't give them permission to do this at the state level. Most of the states don't give them permission to do this. Mm -hmm. Right. So uh, and again, going back to Romans 13, don't be lawless. All right. Well, if you're you're going to apply that to government, the government. Right. What we call government, our representatives, representatives of the authority of the people, uh, they they are also people. Right. right. So are they, do I'm they always not? always trying
0: to point that out. Do they I not have that. to
1: submit? Does that not apply to them? Yeah. Are they, if we're told not to be lawless, then then can they be lawless? And then when they are being lawless, which is when you have the rule of law, right? That is the core uh, core characteristic of a republic, which right. we are, is, a, is the rule of law. So we have the rule of law, the constitution, our founding documents that, lay out the, the strictures of how they're supposed to operate. So then when you step outside of your allowances from your authority, and we are their authority, right. then you are being lawless. We're not right. being lawless. We, we didn't change what we wrote in the Constitution. It's still right. the same. We're not lawless. right? So when we say, we the authorities say follow what we wrote, right. we're being lawless. No, no. The ones who are not following what we wrote they're the ones being lawless. And that's what Romans 13 is all
0: about. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I, I just, I, I wanted you to come on and teach this because I've gotten so much, so many people contacting me about the question, how do we give this answer? Because like you said, we don't teach this in the churches anymore, right? Right. We don't teach these truths in the churches. We don't teach biblical, which is shocking, ought to be shocking. Not accepted. It ought to be shocking that we don't teach these biblical truths. As a matter of fact, I think it's easy to just trace this all back to the uh, understanding of... uh, (laughs) the 501c3 which has absolutely and completely neutered our churches and neutered our pastors our pastors are more afraid of losing their tax credit than they are losing than than teaching biblical principles. We have many American pastors who are more afraid of losing the tithe by ticking somebody off in the pulpit that they won't actually speak truth about you know, what it is that we are we are supposed to do and not supposed to do. And the thing that I love about this class, uh, JC, is that our, this class not only shows what we're supposed to do, but actually gives us a, a commandment that God will reward us when we stand against lawless government. Mm-hmm. I want to mention to people, if I can grab that from you for just one second, that if you enjoyed this class, you can get this... You can get this at um, there we go at chrisannhall.com. You this is actually the believer's duty to stand a biblical lesson that you can digital download, download right to your computer and then share it with people all uh, all over. I mean, you why don't how wouldn't how cool would it be, JC, to have somebody who has a Sunday school class to use this class as their Sunday school class to teach. And I mean, I think you could even teach children because these are these are biblical stories of of that that you teach in why didn't that work? These are stories that you actually teach in 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 uh, Sunday school and and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah and there's
1: there's of, a bit more, obviously a bit more on that than what we what we shared mm-hmm. today, but you know all the stuff that we talked about is on there. Um, I, I'd like to go through and hit a couple of questions. I know right. There's people having their own conversation about eschatology. I, I don't argue eschatology. It's you know I don't I, that that doesn't make any sense to me. I'll I'll give um, here, here's my thing just for you for, just for you guys. And I know it's it's so fun to argue eschatology, in, <laughs> in, you know the two witnesses and the return of Christ, and the rapture, whatever. Uh, here, here's what I used to tell our church when they would get distracted arguing with people about um, eschatology. We we all agree. That jesus is coming back right yes. they all, they, everybody likes to argue about the timing and when whatever what we all agree upon is jesus is coming back and what is the answer to that be ready be ready that's it so to me that's eschatology and, well, there's, in there's a nutshell. two
0: answers you know jesus is coming the two answers are one number one be ready and number two work until he comes right and, and right? i
1: and i do understand that what people's point you know and i again i'm not going to get off in the weeds but if you look at eschatology just what you just said if you look at eschatology in such a way that makes you stick your head in the sand and -hmm. withdraw from what god has given you a mission to do then i think you have a problem but to me it's not worth arguing over all that sort of stuff you know he's coming back we agree on that Mm -hmm. the timing whatever be ready right you know as simple as that um but you know, it, it's just endlessly fascinating and 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 fun to discuss. Um, but I think sometimes it can really veer off into absolute distraction and waste of time and resources. Um, not that you shouldn't study. You should you should yeah, study. Yeah, absolutely I mean, you get a study, blessing. but the, when you, you, you've got you, all you have this, a literal blessing for, yeah. for studying revelation. Not, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is arguing with fellow believers and that sort of thing. That's My goodness, that's different. We
0: should study. be arguing the righteous t- yeah. The righteousness to resist I, but before I saw, we do all this other stuff. Uh,
1: I saw a, there was a question about uh, Nero. I saw pop up. I thought it was a, a really, uh, really good question. Um, Joe, I don't know if Joe is you're still out there. But what do you say to someone who says Nero was the emperor when Paul wrote Romans 13 and he was one of the most depraved uh, leaders ever? I, I think that's a great point, point. and what we've sh- what we've shown, um, and you look at you look at the life of Paul, for instance. Mm-hmm. He he engaged in resistance, right, to local authority. Remember, Paul Paul's preaching; they're trying to stop him from preaching, right? You know, the people are trying to stone him. He has to be let down, you know, in a basket over the city walls. I mean, Paul was a guy who I'm I'm not going to stop. And,
0: Righteous resistance to civil authority. Right,
1: and then sometimes you know that takes. Di- there are different that manifest in different ways. Okay, mm-hmm. because you look at Paul. Sometimes you resist in the and, and mostly what I talk about is noncompliance. When I'm talking about resistance, I'm talking about noncompliance. I'm not talking about running around, you know, shooting, sh- you know, shooting officials and you know that sort of thing. That's not what that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about noncompliance. So you look at Paul. Um, just like the three Hebrew boys, they refused to comply up, up to the point of capital punishment. Right. I mean, they were, they were saying, okay, you arrest us, put us to death. We're still not going to bow. Right. Exactly. They (laughs) they knew, they knew Mm -hmm. the consequences of noncompliance. They knew that the punishment for that thing was capital punishment. Right. But they said, we're still not going to do it. so, you know, so that's the thing. It's not a matter of we're not talking about rebellion in the sense of, uh, you know, running around, taking people out. Now, self-defense and defense of your family and that sort of thing. That that's another topic because I do believe in that. Right. Uh, but that's a little that's a little off topic. We'd have to do a whole another show. But we're mainly talking about.
0: Maybe we should do that show on the passive yeah, sure. Jesus someday.
1: But I, but I, but so I would say, even in the in the context of, you know, one of the most wicked rulers, you, you didn't have you didn't have Christians complying with every dictum, right. You know, because they were. Well, trying I mean, to, you can't
0: go throughout history without finding Christians. You know, in the Colosseums and exactly. and even in so, our own history, Mary Dyer being hung. For not you know rebuking her faith you've got obadiah holmes in the in the in the separatist Baptists. i mean seriously even on our american soil we have christians diso- uh, disobeying laws refusing to comply with laws so that they could actually fulfill the requirements of their own conscience
1: yeah you know here's this is this is the one the one part i love uh all, particularly in America, you know, all the people making the argument against you, uh, allegedly from their Bible, they're English Bibles. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> Nobody critiquing you would even have, have a, a Bible, Bible <laughs> without a man who resisted the authority. Right. And that's William Tyndale.
0: When did tell you, who, William Tyndale, the biblical outlaw.
1: Who was strangled. And 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 yep. uh, burned at the stake for not submitting to the authorities, telling him, "Don't publish the Bible in English." Yes. So. Yes. So it's a you know I'm, I don't want to rub it in, but come on, guys, let's let's be consistent.
0: Right. Well, thank you so much for the class or today. get rid of your Bible. Yeah. Right. If,
1: <laughs> if, if a person who resists the authorities is a heretic then please get rid of the Bible that is based on the work of a heretic.
0: Now, let me mention to you, all of these classes are at libertyfirstuniversity.com. We have this class and many, many more. If this is a class that you want, that you maybe think, maybe I'm not ready for a whole Liberty First University education, once again, all you have to do is go to uh, chrisannhall.com, go to the, the store and you can download A Believer's Duty to Stand. We also have a DVD on this class that you can order. If you want to, well, you guys don't need the the preview, but if you want to show your friends, there's a a preview right here, a little short video where JC talks about what this class is all about. And uh, right there at chrisannhall.com. I want to thank everybody for joining us today. Please make sure that you hit the like button. If this was a valuable lesson to you, why don't you just send this video to all your Christian friends? Even if they believe the way that we do? We need to give them the, what the, the means to answer, right? We need to give them the means to have an answer to shut down this stuff. We have way too many churches right now that are sitting in, uh, that, are, that are powerless, that are pacifist, and they're operating under false teaching. And I'll say this because I say this all the time. The fate of America will fall at the feet of the churches. Our do-nothing, Liatta saying, just, I'm going to sit here and and wait until the rapture comes. I'm not going to stand for what's right. This is not only uh, unbiblical, it's sinful, and God does not reward it. He does the opposite. So I wanted to thank you guys for joining us here today. you have any final thoughts? send off JC before we go?
1: Yeah, along the lines of what what Miss Miriam said there, um the same applies to what we're talking about, she said your, your opinion of revel- what, you know, the revelation, the eschatology doesn't save you or send you to hell. The same thing when I hear the people use the word heresy. you
2: mm-hmm.
1: You've already indicated your your biblical ignorance because right. that's not what, you know, the acceptance of resistance to tyrannical authority or the rejection of resistance to tyrannical authority neither of those positions will make you a heretic. that's not what heresy is right So already you have a person who doesn't understand biblical terminology uh, mm-hmm. you know to, to so loosely, telling me that I'm
0: a heretic for telling people yeah, to resist that, civil that's authority not,
1: that's not that's not the biblical definition right. of heresy so you're already dealing with an ignorant person I don't spend too much time talking with people like that right.
0: I, something else just dropped their, in my spirit really quickly because <laughs> we're out of time. I have to go be on Frank's show today. I'm very excited about that. Frank and I are going to really, really stir the pot tonight. But um, the, the idea, right, that resisting government is a bad thing is something is, is sinful, is something that should be erased from, from our, our ideology just simply based on the Bible itself. And don't tell me that that I have to submit, right? And and that when my conscience, delivered uh, under the Scripture of God, tells me otherwise.
1: Yeah, and if you ever want to talk about eschatology, I only do that in private. <laughs> I, I don't I don't think those uh, yeah. discussions are productive uh, in public.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much, guys, for joining us. Uh, we will see you tomorrow. Another great show tomorrow. JC's on on. Uh, school is not is meeting electronically now so he'll be with us on tuesdays so go right over to quite frankly youtube channel right now i will be on there in just a few minutes
1: quite frankly
0: quite frankly god bless you guys have a good interview see you